Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! Uh, it's time for uh, another episode. I think it's the 44th episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod. And uh, this week we do it a little earlier uh, on Friday around lunchtime. Uh, Rune, uh, how are you uh, Friday like that? Do you have a weekend feeling coming ahead? <laughs> no, not so much. And I will say that, uh, of course, I'm... I'm a little bit sad. Uh, not that we do it now because it's fine, but that uh, all the listeners cannot uh, get all the results that we have uh, for them because the tournaments are not finished. So that is, of course, a little bit of a shame. But again, you cannot get it um, always as you want it, uh, and sometimes you have to do uh, yeah things differently. And and different is not always uh, a bad thing. No, that's how it is. And uh, we we have uh, we're gonna get into the results later. But we we have a few players uh, still playing, but. Uh, it has not been the best week for Scandinavian tennis this time. I I, I think you, you, yeah, you have been quite excited the last couple of weeks, but uh, this week has been uh, sort of a middle week, uh, results wise, or or how can we how can we call it? No, I think it it's fine. I think that the on the top level we are very happy in Denmark at least that the Klartausen is back on track. She lost the qual the final round of qualifying in Linz. But then she uh, got a lucky loser, and now she's in the quarterfinal after beating two uh, two women. In in uh, yeah, one of them is, is top thirty, and the other one was uh, yeah top fifty. So very good week for her, and hopefully she can play a good match uh, tonight. Uh, nay, tomorrow, no tonight against uh, Matic. That would be amazing. Uh, exactly. So so she's uh, still uh, alive, so to say. Uh, maybe we 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 can get the other ones that are still playing as well. We have Rebecca Peterson in Orlando. Uh, we have Anastasia Kulikova in Porto, uh, 40K. And we have uh, Holger Rune in, in France. Uh, and uh, we also have, uh, we had a couple of Swedish girls going to, to India for 15K and uh, they're going to stay a couple of weeks. Uh, we had Vanessa Ersus and Fanny Östlund in, in losing in quarterfinals in singles, but are playing finals in doubles. Uh, I guess it's tomorrow. Uh, they got walk over in the in the semifinal. So so there we can have a Swedish title, and uh, we we maybe we can talk more about, about it uh, next week. But Fanny Östlund have two straight titles in doubles this year, and now are in final again. So it can be a third third one in a row for for Fanny Östlund that is uh, on fire in in doubles uh, at least. Uh, so uh, yeah, what what uh, else? Do we have some? Yeah, some... we also have juniors, of course. Uh, we have uh, in Germany, grade two. We mm. had a very good week. I guess it's the federation trip with uh, with a lot of Swedish players uh, going there. And uh, Albert Saar is in the final of singles. And Max Dahlin was in doubles, uh, in singles semi. And Albert Saar was in the finals of doubles. And Sebastian Eriksson was in the semis in doubles. So very good week for the, yeah, how can you say, the 2005 group of Swedish boys. Absolutely, and uh, and uh, but uh, Rune, last week we 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 said we're gonna talk a little bit more about the winter cups. Uh, yes. because it wasn't finished last week when we when we recorded the episode. So I think it's time for for the wrap up from from uh, those uh, matches and uh, yeah, for for those ages and uh, yeah, but yeah. Of course, I mean the the highlight was uh, Swedish boys under sixteen that has made it to the. How can you say the the final stage of uh, 
of uh, of the tournament because they went through. They won all the matches in, uh, and they were actually playing on home soil in Svitdalen. <laughs> and it it's was good, like, <laughs> and they were winning six three zero over Switzerland in the first round, then three zero over Latvia, and then two one against Slovakia in the in the in the last uh, round. So that's very good result for for Swedish uh, for Swedish girls. Sorry, uh, under sixteen um, and going to the to the um, yeah to the main uh, main round. You can say. Um, yeah. Do do you uh, think do you think it is good or is that something we can expect from a country like Sweden? No, I think it's 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 very good because I mean, of course, they have a have a very strong team uh, with the with almost with one player close to top hundred, and then uh, also Lea Nilsson very close, and uh, Linnea Bayerali also. Uh, have a high ITF ranking, so I think it's it's a good team, and I think the the team is good enough. Of course, a lot of it is about the uh, draw because if they play against maybe the Czech girls or the some of the other Eastern European uh, countries where they're very strong, they might not have been winning all the three matches. But I still think it's uh, it's positive to 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 see them compete and and do so well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh... and it will be interesting to follow uh, how they will do in the. In the final final round of uh, of uh, yeah, interesting Swedish team, uh, definitely. Uh, I must say, and uh, yeah. So if they do well, maybe we we try to reach out to Jonas Svensson, that has been the captain for the team, and and hear what his take was on on this uh, trip for these three girls, and what he predicts for the for the future for this uh, age group in Sweden. That could be interesting. That could be interesting, and it could also be interesting to see if he replies. Uh, I have tried a couple of times, but uh, <laughs> that, that's another question. Uh, Rune, what, what else do we have from the Winter Cups? Yeah, I mean, of course, as as it always is with the, with this and our Scandi- Scandinavian uh, countrymen, we can if we can say that it has been a very bumpy ride. Um, <laughs> I think that as as I has said sometimes. Denmark doesn't send anybody to under 16, so that means they only have two teams. None of them uh, won a, a regular match. They only won the matches in um, in uh, consolation rounds, and uh, the same for Finland doesn't send for uh, for all the all the all the age groups, and also uh, Norway was uh, was not going through anyone. So I think it's it's tough for them. Uh, but I think maybe it's a good uh, process and it's a good uh, learning experience for for all the the kids and um, all the all the players. Why why don't they send the teams to all the ages? Because sometimes maybe they feel that the the level is not there. Sometimes they feel that okay, these players they have <sighs> enough tournaments because they play so many ICF and and tennis Europe's. So why should they also travel for this? Because I guess it's also a matter of. Uh, financial uh, it's not so cheap to send a, a team with a captain uh, for uh, for yeah for a trip like this do, do you think it's correct of sweden to send uh, to all the ages yeah because sweden has a, a bigger um, uh, variety of players and there's more depth so i think it's 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 good to, for them to to send them absolute but we absolute. don't have the biggest budget so so is it the right thing to put the money on you think <clears throat> It's always hard, but I mean, uh, I know for some of these kids, it's a highlight of the tennis career that they were managing to represent their country in in winter or summer cups. So I think it's it's okay, but you can again say, wouldn't it be better to maybe host um, an ITF uh, grade above four? 
that we don't have so many of in, in Scandinavia to get more players to come, to get more experience. Um, yeah, it's always hard to say. Or a tennis Europe, uh, cat one or two. You never yeah. know. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I think... Uh... Maybe sorry if I'm a little bit uh, if I haven't read it through, but uh, it's more uh, winter cups coming up, isn't it? No. Yeah, the the the, the playoff is coming yeah. up. Um. And then then the, on uh then of course the, the oldest uh, the oldest uh, how can you say year group is is also playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Under sixteen yeah. is gonna be played. Uh, yes, exactly. Year, right? Yeah, that, in that in in in, in Sunderland or in in England or something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, the the Swedish team for for the boys, uh, Reichman, Vinsugara, Hede, and Rydén, also an interesting team. Uh, from yeah, the it's very very strong, and we can tell them that they will play now today as we speak against uh, Great Britain. So it will not be an easy uh, easy start, of course, for them. But I think uh, on ranking, it looks very good because, I mean, William is five on Tennis Europe and, and Ludwig is almost uh, top 100. Uh, but of course, it's it's not about ranking so much. It's more about uh, level. And uh, and I guess um, the British uh, boys are already playing a lot of um, um, ITF. That doesn't count so much in the... In the, mm. But it should be interesting to see if uh, the Swedish boys that did good last year in the summer uh, cup can do uh, yeah equal good here uh, this time. Now they only yeah now they are second year of uh, of um, uh, of sixteen. So it should be yeah yeah their year. We 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 will see. Uh, Rune, uh, we have a guest coming on uh, in a few minutes. Uh, Andrea Petrovic. Uh, what what can, uh, can we say? Can you make a short introduction of Andrea for those who don't know about uh, Petrovic? Yes. Of course, I can do. But it's better that if he's doing it himself, of course. But he's a Norwegian citizen, but he's with the uh, Serbian uh, roots, you can say. He grew up in a very small club in Norway that is called, or city, that called Hernefoss, where he was practicing and starting with his father a lot. Uh, and now he's, yeah, he's been winning several national championships in uh, in Norway, uh, I guess under 12, 14, 16 and, and 18. And then he also been playing uh, on the on the junior tour, Tennis Europe ITF, didn't reach super high there. And now he's on the pro tour combined with his uh, college and he actually changed college to Florida um, this this year. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting journey for him. And uh, now he also represented Davis uh, Norway in, in Davis Cup against Serbia, which was actually a little bit fun. And he played the he he was also there when Norway was playing United Cup earlier this year. So a lot of things I think we can expect from uh, from Andrea to talk about and uh, for our listeners to uh, yeah look forward to. Super. So uh, if we have nothing else, uh, Rune, uh, it was a shorter uh, talk from our side this week. Then we will welcome uh, Andrea into the conversation here. Yeah, we can say, of course, there was one more junior result that we didn't mention. And I mean, I have actually a little bit of expectations for, for, for this guy. It's the Finnish uh, boy, Otso, that has been playing now in quarterfinals in grade four in, in Poland. And uh, I hope that Otso can uh, can make a junior slams next year. That would be yeah very good for Finnish tennis to to have uh, yeah a boy um, coming up. He was also included in the Davis Cup team. All right, super. Uh, all right, time for Andrea. <laughs> 
And uh, after we, we stopped here, uh, we actually found a few more results from the juniors that we need to let you know about. Of course, always. Uh, and But again, it's it's tough because normally we don't mention quarterfinals, but now we have to mention because they're still in the in the tournament because they can do better than quarter. But in uh, in uh, Kuwait, Al-Sahara, there's a great five uh, or great 30 is called now with two Swedish contenders, one in the boys' quarterfinals and one in the girls. The boy is Maxwell Lindstedt and the girl is Eva Marinkovic. So they're playing singles today. And then we have in Great Britain, grade five in Liverpool, there is a great, uh, there's a Danish girl, Augusta Grau Christensen in the singles final. So we wish her best of luck with that uh, later on today. All right. All right. Uh, cool trip. And that we will probably follow up uh, next week if they go maybe one or two more rounds further, I guess. And now we are here with Andrea Petrovic from Norway, and we want to yeah talk a little bit about his experience his, uh, for his Davis Cup this last weekend. Welcome to the show, Andrea. How are you? Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. And for the listeners, just briefly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Andrea, obviously. Uh, I'm from Norway. Um, I play tennis I've been playing tennis for basically my whole life since I was six right now I'm in college in America I'm at FSU Florida State University and I also um, try to play uh, some pro tournaments on the side while I'm in college and then hopefully after college I'll uh, play uh, tennis full-time so yeah perfect and what to begin with what made you decide to go college when you finish your junior career and then uh, yeah choose to or was in the in the pathway where you should either choose to pursue a professional career right away or go to college. What made you uh, decide to do so? So I'd heard when when I was 17, 18, I'd heard a lot about uh, college and the, the opportunity to play, continue playing tennis and study at the same time in the US. And I remember in 2017, 2018, I was a bit injured at that time. So um, I still wanted to play pro tennis, but you know, that was on my mind and and I you know in 2019 I realized the best option for me was to go and play college tennis and then hopefully you know I'm still improve in tennis and, and take it seriously and then after that I was uh you know going to try and play pro tennis but um, I'm here right now and I've been here for a couple of years and and it's been great I've been uh, improving every year and gotten much better at tennis and and yeah so it's been nothing but uh, positives. Perfect. And then here, the last three months has been very, like, yeah, interesting for you. So let's start and scroll back to the beginning of January, where you were in Australia with the Norwegian team for United Cup. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, that was fun. So uh, I, last year, I also went to Australia. It was uh, last year it was called the ATP Cup. But uh, this year they changed it to uh, United Cup because uh, both guys and girls are competing together on the team. And I think I found out um, probably in 2022, like November, that uh, I was gonna, I was taken out and I was gonna play uh, for the Norwegian team. So I was super excited and I knew that it was uh, gonna be in end of December, beginning of January. And we didn't know the location yet. So there were obviously three locations, I think Brisbane, Sydney, and Perth. And then we got to know that, I think uh, end of November, beginning of December. And then obviously I went there 
with the team in uh, end of December. So I went there with obviously Casper, Victor, and then Malena and Elurica, uh, some of the girls as well. And I spent a week there in Brisbane and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a great experience to be there. Um, you get to see like the pro-life and hopefully, hopefully where I want to be in the future as well. And, you know, I got to watch Casper take some experience from that as well. Watching a guy that's top five. Victor also played uh, really well against some um, Massetti. And it was overall a great experience. So after that, I went back to the U.S. and, and I took some of that with me. And, uh, and I feel like I've, uh, I've learned from that. I've been playing uh, uh, good since then. So, yeah. Very good. And what do you say that the, the most important thing that you could take into your own game and develop that Casper is doing or Victor is doing that are a little bit above you at the moment, at least? Um... I think mostly, first of all, I think on the physical side, I think their fitness is great, um, like every pro. But I think uh, especially Casper, his fitness is, is great. He's, he takes such good care of himself off the court and on the court. He's always prepared. And you can just tell by the way he moves on the court. He's pretty easy on his feet. And uh, he's never out of balance, which is a thing that I've noticed against the top top guys um, comparing to the guys that are not top 100 yet. So uh, that for sure. And then as well, all how he carries himself on the court. I think the pros carry themselves on the court very well. You can tell by their uh, behavior, their positive mindset. Um, so I think those two things are the most important. And then when it comes to like shot wise, I don't think I'm, uh, I'm that far off when it comes to like the actual tennis shots, but I would say the serve and the return, I got surprised a bit by the return, how well everyone returns at that level. Um, if you don't hit a, a serve winner or an ace, everyone gets back the, the first serve return. So yeah, that, that was a, a thing I noticed. Very good. And there, I mean, in, in Australia, it was mostly, of course, getting experience. But then if we go seven days back in time here, you really got to, uh, yeah, uh, shine on the on the on the big stadium with your getting your uh, first match for Norway in a, in a really uh, uh, deciding uh, Davis Cup rubber. So how was that to play against Serbia to play against uh, yeah top hundred player Miumia Kemanovic? Uh, that was great. I knew obviously that we were going to play uh, Serbia and that Casper was not playing. So before I got there, I knew there was a, a big chance that uh, I was going to get a chance to play an opportunity to play there. And I came in prepared, and I've been preparing for a couple a couple of weeks before as I was going to play him. And uh, um, I got there prepared every day. I was excited, and then obviously on Friday I was or Thursday day before I got uh, uh, when we had the when we were choosing who was going to play who. I got to know that I was going to play Kitsmanovic the first match, so I was excited. And I got out there on Friday, and I just told myself that you know it was my Davis Cup debut and my first match, and I was going to play a guy that was top forty in the world. So uh, um, it was great. I just told myself that I was going to go out there and, and play aggressive, try to play my tennis, um, not, you know, care how much about what he's done or who he is, even though, you know, having respect. Um, and I was just excited to play in front of uh, the home, like Norway, Norwegian fans. My parents were there watching as well. It was special. So I just went out there, played, and, and I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, the result wasn't what I wanted, but I think I played uh, some good tennis and showed uh, what I was capable of doing. And and there was a lot of uh, positives to take on play from the match. So, yeah. Very good. And now you can say, now you have been playing a lot of team competitions like United Cup, 
uh, now Davis Cup and you play for your school in Florida. And but you also play some individual tournaments during the year. What do you think is the big biggest difference between these two type of competitions that you participate in? Well, when I compare the 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 pro tour, like let's say the future tour, when you play individual tournaments for yourself, and then I'm comparing college tennis here. Here you um, you're representing something much more. You're representing your school. You're representing your team, and and it's not just about yourself, you know. So the atmosphere is you have to be in a team. It's not individual, at least a way less than when it is when you're playing only for yourself in pro tournaments. And obviously in college, it's a uh, the atmosphere is crazy. There's a uh, the rules are kind of like bent here and there, you know, screaming between serves and points and and, and in between or doing points as well. So the atmosphere is crazy. And then obviously in pro tennis, it's much more, you know, not as loud. Everything's about you, um, you know, but but uh, I think college tennis helps a lot with um, kind of keeping your focus, even though it's crazy out there. And then once you go and play individual tournaments, for me, it's been uh, much easier to kind of focus and, and not let my mind drift away because um, of what I've learned and what I've experienced in college tennis. So, yeah. It makes sense. And then I will ask you, now I know the Norwegian mentality and how they normally cheer for their people. How was it to play in front of the Norwegian crowd compared to play in front of your home crowd in, in Florida? They were equal like crazy or the Norwegian uh, people were more calm and uh, and this uh, loudy? Um, I think they're equally loud. But, um, but I just think the difference is maybe that... Um, here, when I was playing Davis Cup, you know, there's a lot of rules, you know, it's a, it's a, such a huge event. It's um, so everyone, you know, they obviously clap during the points and it's loud or after the points and in between. Um, but then in college, you know, uh, it's kind of all over the place. You, because really you're playing, uh, if you're playing singles matches, you're playing six matches in a, like at the same time. So, you know, it's all over the place and it's, it's very loud even during the point. And, you know, there's always some noise going on. So I think that's the main difference, but, I think it was it was great. Both were great. Both were loud. So it was it was fun. Perfect. And then final question here before I know you have to go on court for practice. How how do you see yourself like now you go into the yeah the college season, but you will also play over the summer. What is your plans for the next yeah half of a year, both with your team in Florida, but also for you individually on the on the future tour and and hopefully also get selected again when knowing playing for to staying up in the in the world group in in september yeah so uh now obviously it's college season it's the spring uh it's february so we have a couple months still um we're going to start a conference uh playoff or playing matches in a conference now in a couple next week weeks and then um, it's going to be college matches every weekend until may when the nca tournament starts and then after that, after the NCAA tournament, obviously the season is done. And then I'm planning on going back to Europe and trying to play as many pro tournaments as possible, futures. Um, if I can get into some uh, challenges by anybody, somehow play that as well until, you know, August, until the season starts again here. And try to, my goal is to be, uh, by, by September, is to be 500. Honestly, I think that's my goal. I think that's pretty realistic um, if I play well. And then, yeah, Davis Cup is in September, which I saw yesterday that, we're supposed to travel to Peru. Um, so that's also exciting. So I'm just looking forward to this year. Just a lot of tennis, both college tennis and pro tennis, but uh, I love it. So it's going to be a lot of fun, yeah.
Yeah, and then when you say this, because I know from a lot of other Scandinavian players that also are in college, it's not always that the college allows you to go home for Davis Cup during the season or going to United Cup. And and then again, maybe you have to ask them again in September. How does it uh, work with your college and your uh, head coach? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm very grateful that they let me do that. They've let me uh, go uh, to Norway and play Davis Cup every time so far. And I know we had a, a, an important match that weekend, just one match, but still important. But uh, they know how important it is for me and how important it is for my career outside of college tennis and in the future. So they're very understandable and they and they let me go. So I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, not every uh, I think a lot of coaches do, but not every coach will will let you travel like that during the season. So I'm just grateful for that as well. Perfect, Andrea. And then I wish you yeah, best of luck with the season. I hope you get selected again. Thank you. And then I hope to see you uh, in the summer in, in Europe for, for other tournaments or, or practice. And uh, yeah, wish you all the best. And thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was super and thanks a lot to Andrea for joining in here and uh, of course as always we wish all the best to the players joining us for the episodes and uh, for all the Scandinavian players uh, overall and uh, we will probably uh, catch up more with the college tennis in the upcoming episodes and uh, further on of course so uh, good luck to the players that are still competing this weekend the final weekend it's always nice to still be in the draws when we're gonna start playing about the trophies and uh, we follow that up uh, next week again thanks to all the you guys who listen and uh, who follows us and please spread the word about this podcast so more people can uh, uh, follow the scandinavian tennis more closely